Hey, welcome to the Intentional Mind Podcast. I'm your host, Ange Barnard. And today we're talking about my four-step process to intentionally designing the life that you want. Now, where did I come up with this four-step process? Well, today is a very special day because it's my birthday. And with it being my birthday, I have been doing a lot of reflection on my life and how I got to the point that I'm at now. And I was reflecting back on the things that I'm most proud of that I've created in my life or the experiences that I cherish the most in my life. And I realized that there is a process that I used with all of those things that Despite them being very different things, this process, I really believed, helped bring those things into reality. And I want to share that process with you. Okay, so before we go on to the steps, you know I got some stories for you. All right, I'm going to paint the scene for you. This is where I'm at. I am in downtown Seattle, Washington. I just flew here from Dallas, Texas. So this year is going to be filled with travel for me because my husband has a bunch of professional development courses that he's taking based on dental surgery type things. And I am along for the ride with him. So for that reason, we're traveling a lot this year across the nation. And then we have a bunch of fun trips planned that align with my vision. So I'll talk more about that. But I just want to give you an idea of what's happening. I got my chocolate tea that I'm drinking. I got my little vision board out because we're going to talk about vision today. And then I got a sticky note out with some notes for you. What else is on the table? Just let's let's have you see the whole picture. I got two little mini bottles of wine for later this week that we got at World Market because they were only $2. Okay, moving on. So we're, we're just bougie like that, okay? And anywho, let's move on to my topic. So. The four-step process. Step number one, I already mentioned it, was to have a vision. Clarify your vision. I know if you're listening to the show, you hear me talk about this all the time. And yet so many of us still really struggle with it and we won't take the time to sit down and really think about what it is that we want to create in our life. Who do we want to be? And meanwhile, our life is just passing us by. And we're just kind of living this like mediocre kind of life when we're meant for so much more, but we're not willing to do the work that it takes to have the life that we are meant to have, right? So if you're just checking boxes and you don't feel really excited about your life, I mean, of course, you're going to go through times that you have downtimes or things are just really stressful. But generally speaking, if you find that you're not really excited about life, then that is a sign then we need to clarify what it is that you want for your life. And it doesn't have to be crystal clear. It can just be like clarify the direction that you want to take your life. Because the truth is, you're going to get more clarity as you start to move in that direction. You may even choose to pivot. And I really think a lot of us can't get super clear because we don't know enough yet to get super clear. But we keep making this excuse that we don't know what what direction we want to go. So we're still confused. So we're going to stay in confusion mode. And I think that that is kind of like the work, as I would say, of the enemy, like to keep you confused and keep you using that as an excuse so that you don't take any action towards the life that you're meant to have. I think that that's what's happening there. 
So what you need to do if you're listening and you haven't done this is to clarify the direction that you want to go, to sit down and think about it. I'm going to give you some more tips on that because I know it's not always super easy to do. Um, But first off, I want to give you an example of how it's been going in my life this past year so far. It's really early in the year, how it's been going since I've clarified my vision. So one particular area I want to talk about, and this is related to me being, this is what I declared. I declared that I wanted to be a person who had a lot of fun surprises and epic adventures. So if we had to break this down into an identity, it would probably be fun seeker and adventurist, okay? So since I've declared that and we're only into the second month at the time of this recording, we're only into the second month of the year, I declared this like mid-January. We're not even a month in from the time I declared this, and there's already so many things showing up that align with that vision for me. I think beyond other years since I've made it known to put the stamp out there. Okay, so let me tell you a little bit about that. So we arrived to Dallas and our shuttle was really late to pick us up, which didn't surprise me. I didn't expect them to be early because in my experience of traveling, it's pretty common for it to take a long time when you're taking a shuttle to the hotel. Anywho, we get to the hotel and they say, we're so sorry that it took a while. And because of that, we really want to give you free breakfast. So this whole time that you're here, you'll have free breakfast. And I was like, "Okay, cool, I'll take it. And it was like one of the breakfasts that I would say is more like a nicer breakfast. Like they bring out the food in like the little skillet pan, you know, and then it has like the yummy, yummy bread with all the seeds, super yummy coffee, cute little plates and stuff. Like I loved it. I thought it was a little bougie and I loved it. I was like, thank you for giving this to me for free. It was a fun surprise. Evidence of my vision. So my brain was all excited about that. I was like, oh, there we go. There's the fun surprises for you, right? Then um, my mother-in-law flew out and my brother-in-law already lived in, lives in Dallas, Texas. And so does my nephew. So we all got together to go out for dinner. And uh, they're like, where do you want to go? Because it was like kind of a celebration for my birthday. It was a little bit earlier than my birthday. Um, but I was like, I'm burnt out. You guys decide. Because I was focusing so hard that day on budgeting stuff, which I'm going to have another episode about finances for you coming up. But anywho, I was so focused on that that I was like, you guys decide. I have no energy left to make decisions. And uh, you ever feel like that at, like after work at the end of the day where you're like, I don't care. Like when someone's like, what do you want to eat? You're like, I don't know. Just someone else make the decision. That's how I was feeling. So My um, brother-in-law was like, well, let's go to Rainforest Cafe. We haven't been there in forever. And we thought maybe my nephew would really love like the animals and the whole environment. He could care less. All that boy cares about is like sports and balls and things he's for. Anywho, um, we all ended up going to Rainforest Cafe. And another fun surprise that happened was right across from Rainforest Cafe just so happened to be my favorite store to shop in which is Express. I love Express. And y'all know that I'm really honing in on speaking more. So I want to have outfits that are good for the stage. And I feel like I don't have a lot of that in my life because most of the time I wear joggers, keeping it real. And uh, I was so it was just a good opportunity. So while I was waiting for my food, I was like, hey, y'all, you guys can wait here. I'm going to run into Express. Like this is my time. I usually don't go shopping. Um, So what a great time. So I went in, I bought these fun outfits, all the sparkles, all the things. I loved it. And while I was gone, it was time for my family to scheme about how they were going to have someone come sing happy birthday to me. 
And they did. They set it up. And the guy made me. I, I seen him do this with multiple people in the restaurant singing their birthdays. But for me, for some reason, they declared that I had to dance the entire time they sang my birthday. And if I stopped, they were going to um, repeat saying happy birthday. So I was like dancing around, whatever. So that was the experience there, which is fun, whatever. Um, we end up going back to the hotel. And like the next day, we ended up leaving to fly to Seattle for my husband's next seminar. And uh, we get on the, the plane. And right before, or right before we're about to board on the plane, I look at my, uh, what is it called? Boarding pass. And I realized that it says first class. And I was like, first class? What? How did I get first class? And my husband's like, oh, they must have bumped you to first class. And I was like, what? So I was all excited. And then I was kind of arguing with him. It's usually what I do. I'll be like, no, you take it. You take it. And he says, no, you take it. And we go back and forth. He actually let me take his first class last time. Because like when you travel a lot, you know, sometimes they will bump you up. But this is my first time I've ever been bumped up that way. So then as we're going to walk on the plane, the person that's like checking everybody in with their boarding passes stops my husband and she's like no no wait you need to stop here and I was like oh crap something's wrong right and she like printed off and she's like oh you got bumped up to first class that's why I wasn't allowing you to scan and he got bumped up to first class and we bought separate tickets because we had to because this is his work trip right and mine's separate so we bought separate tickets and they put us in seats right next to each other first class Right. And according to their standards, they would see us as strangers because we didn't book together, you know. So I was like, oh, this is fun, fun surprise. We both get to be right next to each other. So we're on the plane. We're flying first class and we're feeling all bougie up in here. And this is the thing. Like, I know some of y'all listening are like, and I fly first class all the time. Well, I'm telling you that I don't. I don't fly first class all the time. So I like soak it up. And even when I do fly first class all the time in the future, let's say I do. And that's a consistent thing in my life. I will still be loving it. It's not a reason to not really be enjoying it. And I think that's where I see so many people that experience what most would think are such awesome things in their life. And they don't love it like that. Like they're not excited about it anymore. I don't see a grateful heart. And I just think like I want to be the person that's so excited about all the things. Like what a blessing, you know? all the time seeing that. So anyways, it was funny because Ian and I, I made a little Instagram video about this. You can follow me on Instagram if you want at Ange Barnard or my Facebook group, The Intentionalist. I probably share more of the things I do on Facebook into The Intentionalist group um, just because I feel like I'm more active on there. I use that Facebook more as like a means to keep my friends and family updated. So I tend to go there more than I would on my Instagram. So anyways, the Intentionalist Facebook group, you can check that out if you're not a part of it. Um, what was my point here? I got distracted. Oh, first class. So anyways, Ian and I like didn't know how to open up the trays and we're like trying hard to figure out like how the heck do you open this tray thing and stuff. So anyways, we figured it out. It was fun and I just, I loved it. Fun surprise, right? And it gets better. Then we get to Seattle and we're checking in for our room and they're like, oh, we upgraded your room. I'm like, What? okay like it was out of the blue like we upgraded our room okay to what I wonder he's like well you have a balcony now whatever I'm like okay so we go into our room and we find that our room has two bedrooms not one but two separate bedrooms with two separate bathrooms and a kitchen and all the things which is not what we expected not what we had paid for they just upgraded us and I was like I see you God I see you so then y'all it gets like it keeps going right and it's like okay well, I'll tell you the next story so 
for the day, what I wanted to do was celebrate my birthday because I knew on my birthday, my husband was going to be in his seminar all day. So what we did was we had our breakfast. We ended up walking all around downtown Seattle. We got chowder with the view of the water and just like tried different chowders and ate them. We got some bubble tea, the avocado bubble tea. We liked that one. And then we just walked around, right? We ended up going for a run. We hung out in the hot tub. We had some wine. And then I'm like, let's go to a jazz show. I found a show online and I was like, I've never been to a jazz show or like a dinner before the show and just the experience of a legit jazz show. I don't know if y'all have ever been, but it is probably going to be one of my favorite experiences. Um, and it was just so the feel like was so dreamy with all the little lamps they had on all the tables. And it was just like kind of it felt like it was like lit by candlelight and you have the really relaxing music and the food was delicious. So anyways, we book our tickets to go there, which were not very much. Like, I mean, they were, I, I think it was like 31.88 like per person. And it was like over a two hour show or something like that. Um, it took up a lot of time and dinner was before that. So anyways, we go um, and I loved it. Loved the experience. And it aligns with my vision. That's another reason why I love it. Because when you get clear on your vision of who you want to be, you can be intentional about the decisions that you make. How does it align with my vision? Because I declared another thing this year that I wanted to be a relaxed woman. There's too many people that I know that are always anxious, right? Or they're just like, you might be ambitious, but you also might have this level of like anxiety around it. And I'm just like, I want to be relaxed. Like I want to be the person that just trusts things are working out for me. I'm not talking about lazy. I want to be showing up with like this relaxed feeling. You know what I mean? But I can still be ambitious and relaxed at the same time. Like that's who I want to be. So the jazz show aligns with being a relaxed person. Let me tell you more why. Because I love jazz music for the fact that it is scientifically studied. Different research groups have looked at the benefits of listening to jazz music. And it shows, this is why I listen to jazz music when I'm cooking at night or if I just want to be really creative, because it shows that the, your brain waves are infected are affected in a way that makes it so that you have improved memory, um, you have reduced stress, you're more creative, um, just in your like improving your immune system and things as a whole because you're not stressed out as much. It has to do with what happens in your mind when you're listening to the music and the ways the different brain waves sync. So, anywho, I loved it. It was fun. So that aligns with my vision. And oh, the whole point was when we got there, um, so there wasn't a, a, a gazillion seats left to choose from. So the one that I had picked was like way out in the corner with a horrible view. But I was like, I don't care. I just want to get into the place. Well, once we got there, um, the guy's like, yeah, so I moved you guys to this table. Normally, you have to, to have at least four people to be at this table. So you have to pay more for it, right? And it's a better seat. So you pay more for it. But he was like, you can have this table for tonight. And it was like, perfect, because it was, uh, I just loved it. It was a big table. So Ian and I were able to put, kick our feet up. And the way that the singer had faced, she was looking towards us, even though we were on the side 
of the whole stage setup because she was playing the piano and she just faced faced us. So it was like just a perfect view. And I was like, there we go. A surprise, another surprise that we were not expecting for free given to us that aligns with my vision. So I expect that more of these surprises are showing up, but I just wanted to share these stories with you because I think there's so much power in you actually doing step one, step one alone, just clarifying the direction you want to take your life. Now, let me go back to some tips for you to do so if you struggle with this. One, you need to set your butt down. Like a lot of times I see where people just won't sit down and allow them to themselves to just be and to just think about it. Even just like journaling. And sometimes it can be really hard to do if you're a person that is so used to being busy. Like you almost have this resistance to actually sitting down and thinking about it. So what I have found is that's helpful to this is to start the dreaming stuff in a very logical kind of way. So what I mean by that is like more of like a system that you can use so your brain doesn't freak out with this. And then it's like you're given the mind a job so the intuition can show up. Remember we talked about this in, our, in the mind versus intuition episode um, with Helena. So in, in this case, what you're doing is like, hey, mind, let me make you pay attention to this stuff. And then the intuition's like, OK, hey, I'm here. Now you can see me. So what I mean by that is think about the categories of your life. We do this in Clarify Your Vision. There's multiple categories of your life, right? Your health, your work, um, your kind of recreation, fun activities, category, finances, relationships, um, your home, personal development, growth stuff, spirituality, like all those different categories of your life. So think about all the categories of your life and then then rate it. Make your brain rate your satisfaction in each category. Like one is I'm not satisfied, 10 is I'm really satisfied. Just make yourself do that. And of course, this changes from time to time. But where you are currently, do that. And then ask yourself this. What would it take for me to move up just two points in satisfaction? Just two. What would need to happen in my life? And then I bet you you're going to come up with something that you think needs to happen to make you feel the way that you want to. Well, that thing can be tied to the direction you want to take your life. It can be tied to a goal. Now, if you were working with me, what I would do after that is make you turn it into an identity statement. Why? Because I want to target the subconscious part of your mind that is actually going to, it's the goal setter. It's, or the goal getter. Your conscious part is the goal setter. That's what you're doing in this process. But the one that's actually going to make it become reality is going to be the subconscious part of your mind. So the faster that we can make it be about your identity and your habits, the more likely you're going to bring that dream into reality because you're working with your brain, not against your brain. So what's an example of this? Let's just lay it out real quick. So let's say for health. Let's just say I'm at a seven for my health. And I... What would it take for me to move to a nine? So I would say what it would take for me to move to a nine is I would really just love to to be in the habit of eating a lot cleaner than I do now. Then maybe I need some more clarity around what I mean by that. Like drinking a gallon of water a day or eating um, majority of my meal will be veggies and protein and less carby rich foods, you know. So maybe I'm just, I'm making this stuff up. Okay. So that's what it would look like. And I would be, I, you could be able to see my abs. I would be running, you know, a certain amount per week or doing my HIIT workouts or whatever. I'm thinking of all these actions, right? So what is 
the identity attached to that. So would I, would I, if I was doing all those things, who would I be? I would be a person who is strong, fit, and confident. That's actually an identity statement on my vision. I am strong, fit, and confident. And if I am strong, fit, and confident, how do I show up every day? What are my habits? What's in my fridge? What's in my environment? What do I wear? Who do I hang out with? Like that's the stuff, that's the recipe you need to figure out. We do that in Commit to Your Vision. In fact, we're doing that this week in Commit to Your Vision at the time of this recording where we go through and we get even more detailed around who we need to be. The vision's not enough. You got to take the actions on being that person. But it starts with the vision. So once you've gotten that vision, the direction you want to go, then we move into the next step of the process. So the first step is to clarify the vision. And this whole entire process can be summed up with the word CART. So it's an acronym. Is that the right thing that it is? Where the C stands for something, the A stands for something, the R stands for something, the T stands for something. You know what I mean? It's that thing, whatever it's called. And anywho, so yeah, clarify your, clarify your vision. And then the A is to act like the person you want to be. You got to decide what are the actions they would have? What are the habits they would have? Who would they surround themselves with? And that requires a lot more thinking. And sometimes you have to, you don't know. Sometimes you have to study someone. So I'm going to give you a perfect example. Another thing that's on my vision this year is to be a property investor. I have another story for you about that. Um, and, a, and a welcoming host. So what I've been doing in my free time is I've just been studying other property investors. I've been learning all the things about it. Right. And I'm going to have more conversations with people that are doing the thing so I can learn their habits. What systems are they using? What markets are they getting into? Who are they hanging out with? I don't even know. I don't know the answers to those questions. I probably don't. There's probably questions I don't even can, can't even think of to ask. But I bet you someone who's already doing it does know. So I need to surround myself with that person. And that's part of me acting like who I want to be, because the person you want to be also has people like them. Like they're surrounding themselves with other people that have those kinds of identities. Like you want to be strong, fit, and confident? You probably have friends that are strong, fit, and confident. You want to be a writer? You probably have friends that are a writer or mentors, right? Speaker, same thing. If you don't, you need to get them because the brain, it mocks behavior. So the more that you're around the people you want to be like, the more you're going to be like them, hands down. And some of us, we don't have the right kind of environment in our life that we need to be the person that we want to be. So where do you got to make those changes, right? So that's the actions part. Clarify, act like the person you want to be. You first decide who you want to be, then you act like the person. And then, and I feel like that's getting that little vision for the actions, that, that takes time and investment, more sitting down, more doing the work. You're not going to get there if you don't do the work. Okay, the next thing is, oh, I want to give you another tip on that. If you are someone who's struggling just sitting down, because I've seen this in my programs where I'm just like, I need you to sit down and sit there and think about what it is that you want to have in your life. And they're just like resisting doing that. I say make it fun for you. Like go into an environment that you're like, you want to be there right? Where maybe it's set up nice like a cute coffee shop. You get your favorite drink or you set up your space in a way that feels good. Whatever it is you need, set the environment up well, especially if you have resistance around it because you want your brain to know that, no, this is a fun thing to do. So you need to amp it up as far as the surroundings to be fun for you. That's what I'm trying to say here. Okay. The third step in the process 
is the R, and this stands for recruit the people that you need. I kind of alluded to this already in the A part, but I guarantee you, whatever it is you want to create in your life, whatever goal it is, there's people that you need to help get you there. You're not meant to do this life alone. Our brain isn't wired that way either. It's tribal. So that's a big thing that I see where people aren't making the progress that they want is because they don't have the right community around them. So who is the right community? Well, it depends on your goals, right? You know, because for example, for me, like I'm not trying to be an Olympic athlete. Okay, I'm not. But if I wanted to be, then I would need some people that are really strong athletes around me that know a thing about Olympics, right? I need to be surrounded by those people, even if it's just I'm reading things about it and they're in my ear when I'm going for a run. Like that needs to be a part of my environment, but it's not part of my vision. So that doesn't make sense for me, right? So the right community for you might not be the same as the right community for me. It depends on your vision, but I can guarantee you this, that you need to recruit more people in your life to bring that vision into reality. And sometimes it takes you investing in yourself to be in another group to help you move forward. Okay, so um, let's see. And if you're wondering, like, where do I find these people, though? Find someone who is doing the things that you desire, whatever it is, right? Or at, like you, you see the way they're parenting or you see whatever it is that you're admiring and talk to them, ask them. And they will even give you insights, more insights on where to find those people. And if you struggle finding that person directly, like Google. Start off by Googling and you can find different groups to be a part of. Um, reach out to people, just be bold, reach out to people, ask them the questions. Quality life comes from quality questions. All right. So the last step in this process is going to be the T. Ooh, the T. The T is the hardest one, I think. I want to get better at it. I want to be the person that doesn't say the T is hard. What does the T stand for? It stands for trust. You trust over and over again, because I'll tell you what, during this process where you're designing the life that you want, you're going after the things, you've clarified the direction, you're taking the action, you're surrounding yourself with the people, it's going to get hard at some point, right? And you're going to be required to believe for more. You're going to be required to trust for more, especially when things don't go the way that you had wanted to along the path. Right. And I there's nothing in my life when I look back on the things that I've created that I love and I cherish so much. I'm so grateful for every single one of them has required me to trust. Like I was alluding to, there's nothing in my life that I love and cherish so much that has not challenged me and required me to trust along the way. I know we love to talk about this flow stuff and I am all about it, too. I love talking about the flow and getting in the flow and things flowing into my life. And with that said, the reality is like on, pers- on the pursuit to, the, to creating the lives that we desire, there's going to be hard stuff. And I really believe that that is there too, to also bring us closer to God and glorify God. This is what I would say with my faith and background, because otherwise we wouldn't need him. Like we wouldn't need that. And I think trust is a big part of designing the life that we want. So you can expect that things aren't going to go out, go the way that you want them to. I know we should be expecting like for things to, to be flowing and stuff like that. But can we be real as humans right here, right now and know that that's just not how life works? 
right? We're not always in the state of flow. Do we go in state of flow? Can we go there more? Heck yes, we can totally go there more, right? But we don't live there as human beings. We don't. This is not how it is, okay? On this earth, right here, right now. Okay, the other thing to think about is if we think about this concept of being attacked, like if you're going after the things that you want in your heart, right? There is an enemy, I know this is all faith stuff, but I just gotta bring it up, that doesn't want you to use your gifts and make the world a better place and shine bright. No, right? So you're gonna be targeted and there's gonna be challenges along the way. And then you're gonna be asked to trust the process. It's not gonna be easy to trust, but what I want you to do is to reflect back on something in your life that maybe you didn't know what was gonna happen at that time. You didn't know, but it turned out really good for you even better than what you imagined. I bet you there was a time that you were in that place. Remember, a God that showed up there, he's still around in every situation. So let me tell you that story real quick. So, you know, one of my goals are with Ian and I is to be property investors. And something Ian that has been, has been really passionate about recently, and we have been working hard to learn a lot about the Beaufort market. Well, that's the area that we want to invest in. That's where we used to live. And we love that area. And um, with zoning, it's limited. Um, Zoning limits what you're able to do in the area tremendously. And uh, we're looking, we've been looking for properties where we can build something and then eventually rent it out and all the things. So talking to all the peoples, I'm talking about all the peoples, the cities, the real the city people, the realtors, the um, lenders, the property managers, the builders, the, I don't know, the list goes on and on. All the peoples, right? Trying to figure this out, working on this stuff. And we ended up giving our last offer in for a property that we really, really wanted, that Ian was obsessing about. And uh, the guy came back and was basically like, no. No, he was not going to go down. And we had already like been scrounging our pennies, all the things to get up to the level that we made this last offer. And we've been back and forth, several offers and things. But he was basically like, nope. And went even he went even above, even above what he last told us he wanted. And he's just like, keep moving it up. And of course, it frustrated my husband galore. And I really wasn't too frustrated about it. Was I disappointed? Yeah. But you know why I wasn't too frustrated about it is because I've seen this happen in my life over and over where a door closes. And in fact, what I pray for is I say, hey, God, if this is for me, open the door. If it's not for me, close it. And it's, I felt like it closed. And I don't understand it because like one part of myself is like, no, but I really, really want this. And this is where my husband's at with it. Right. But I'm, but myself knows from past history that it's only closing. It only closes because God has a better plan. I really, I've seen that play out in my life over and over and over. And this is the part where I trust. So what I did with this whole process, y'all, is what we did was we clarified our vision. We decided we want to be property investors. That's what we've been working on, right? We start, we've been acting like investors. In fact, we have every week, we have conversations scheduled with different people. Um, We're researching, we're doing all the things, right? We're acting like that. And I didn't even know how to act. I had to find people to say like, what do you do in your life? Like figure out the recipe. This is stuff we talk about in the Commit to Your Vision program. 
can you see though, as I'm talking about this stuff, do you see why some people like don't, they're not designing the lives they want because there's a process to it. And a lot of us quit at the, the first steps. Like some of us clarify our vision. We're like, yeah, I got my vision board for the year. I'm going to kill it. But you don't do any of the other stuff. And it's like, that's not how it works. Do the whole process. So what else we did was we recruited the people that we needed, right? I've been on the phone with people all the time, spending so much time on it. And now I'm at the T part where I got to trust. I got to trust. And when the door shuts, I got to keep trusting and knowing that there is work to be done. And if I just follow this process, it's going to work out for me. Right. And I believe that for you, too. So I hope that with this episode, you feel inspired to do this, do this whole cart process, go through it. Why? Because the quality of your life depends on it. It depends on you being intentional with your life. And it is worth it for you to sit down and declare what it is you want because anything is possible for you. You know, another quote I just heard when I was doing my little workout this morning was a quote from John Acoff. He said, if you don't have 30 minutes for your dreams, then either don't got the right dream or you're lying about having a dream, right? Either you don't have a dream or you're lying about that being a dream for you because you're not dedicating just 30 minutes to it. And a lot of us, if we're being real with ourselves, we say we have dreams on our heart, but you ain't dedicating 30 minutes to it. Maybe not even in a day, but not even in a week. Some of us aren't even given 30 minutes to it. So don't let that be you because so much is possible for you. All right. Hope you have the best day. If you enjoyed this episode, reach out, say hello, leave a review if you haven't, and I will talk to you soon. Bye.